0: Frontier Missions Journal Stories of Hope for the Unreached with Adventist Frontier Missions
1: I asked her husband, I said, why did you come here today? Have you ever been here before? He said, oh yes, many times. I just live in the town just real close to here. And I said, if you've been here many times and you could come here any day you wish, why did you choose this sleeting, raining, snowing day to come to the park? Well, he said to me, he said, really? I was kind of confused myself. I had no plans to come here, but just passing the entrance to the park, I just felt compelled for some strange reason to turn in. And, And here we are. And he said, he said, I think God wanted us to meet here today. And I said, I honestly believe that too. That is so incredible.
0: Welcome to part two of Chris and Shannon Sorensen's Confirmation to Mission Service. In our previous episode, we learned how... In answer to their prayer to confirm their call to mission service with the northern Khmer of Thailand, God providentially arranged for Chris and Shannon to meet Oh, a Thai lady from Surin, the very province they planned to use as their home base for missions. And they met on a beach in Michigan, just as it began to snow. Yet God had in mind to confirm their call even more abundantly. Chris describes how their friendship with O began. She said to us, you If you are going, are going to Sarin, then, then you must, must come, to, come my to my house, house first, because I, I need to, to show you how to
1: house. make some Thai food and show you some pictures of Sarin. Oh, man, we were not going to miss that opportunity for the world. So we went to her house, we ate some, some amazing Thai food, and then she showed us pictures of Sarin, where she was married with her husband, her village, her family, and so forth. And she said to us, When you go to, to Seren, please look up my mother and, and greet her from me. She missed her very much We said, Absolutely we will and she and so Oh wrote out her mother's address and she gave it to me and I took it and I probably put it in my pocket, I assume.
0: From that point forward, Chris never found the address again.
1: Well then time, you know, we said goodbye, went to Thailand, after a year and a half of studying the language in Thailand, uh, we began looking for a rental house. Some place where we could uh, live and, and study the culture a little deeper, and we drove all over the province of Surin, many, many villages. And after a while, they all began to look the same, you know. And, and, and we prayed again, said, God, you know this country, you know these people. Where would be the ideal location for us to, to, to live? We did some fasting and praying more about it. And then we got up and drove, and we went straight to this one village. It was a very small village. And we asked, would there be any houses for rent here? And the lady who happened to be the chief's wife, the village chief's wife, she said, no, there are no, there are no rental houses in this village. But if you go to the next village up, it's called Topkrabu, and it's a big village and many, many houses. Maybe you'll find something up there that's empty and available. So we said, thank you very much. We drove another five kilometers up the road to Topkabur. And when we got there, we drove right past a house that had some very friendly people who waved at us as we drove by. And then we got to the end of a road, which is a dead end. And we turned around and we went back past that house with the friendly people who again waved at us as we drove by.
0: This piqued their curiosity and made them feel comfortable.
1: And I said to my wife, I said, those people are so friendly. We need to just stop and, and just, just say hi, you know, ask them personally, is there a place? So, so we spoke with them and said, hey, you know, we're, we're wanting to, to live and, and study the culture here. Do you know of any, any houses that are available for rent? They said, actually, No but the house next door is empty and it belongs to my brother who happens to live in Bangkok and he happens to be here. So if you talk to him, well, maybe he would agree. I don't know. So we spoke to the brother and he said, sure, if if you want to live here, that's, that's fine with me. And he took us to the house and we looked at it and the house, it had every aspect that we had prayed for. had everything it had the to the number of rooms bathrooms whatever it, it, it had everything that we had prayed for quite specifically and we we're like wow this this is really nice except there was still tile to be laid on the floor it would have been nice to have the walls painted because they were just dark gray cement i asked him how much how much would you like you know in in rent money for for this house he said rent he said, you don't need to pay anything. If you like it, you can just stay here. And I said, oh, wow, that's that's very generous of you. But no, we want, we want to pay rent of some sort, you know. We couldn't just live here for free. People would say we're taking advantage of you. Well, he said, if, if you feel like you need to pay something, fine. Whatever would make you comfortable. I had an idea. I looked at the house, and it was like 97% finished. What if we were to just put the money down to make the house, you know, completely nice and, and livable, and and we'll just average the cost of all of that over X number of months or years as as the rent.
0: This seemed a fair proposition to the man, so Chris signed a contract. He chose the color of the, the paint, paint for the, for the walls. walls. Choose chose
1: the, the color, color of the, of the floor, floor tiles. Choose everything according to our liking. What we got, how can that happen? I mean, that's that's a miracle in itself. And and we felt 100% sure that God had provided this house and this amazing neighborhood of people to live and work with and study the northern Khmer culture. Well, as if we needed more proof, three months later, um, my neighbor next door, he called me over and he said, Hey, Chris, I got something I want you to look at. And I looked. Uh, in his hand, he was holding uh, a photograph. And in the photograph was a man and a woman. He, he asked me to look at them, and he asked, Do you know these, these people?
0: It was oh, the lady catching snowflakes for the first time, and her husband that they had met at Sleeping Bear Dunes the winter before.
1: Yes, we know them. Where did you get this photograph? Well, he smiled and and answered. He said, He said, I'm a teacher in this village, and this girl was my student. And her mother lives just 200 yards that direction, as he pointed toward the north side of town. I just raised my hands to heaven at that point and said, God, you're amazing. And so quickly, we went over to the house that, that uh, he directed us to. And, and we introduced ourselves to, to the woman who was O's mother. And we explained the whole situation, how we had met uh, O in northern Michigan. And she, having heard that story, she said, God must have led you here. And I said again, I said, I believe that with all my heart. It was so incredible and such an amazing confirmation to us that God had called us here and He had just arranged things so perfectly for us. So, that's a little bit of of our calling and how God has led us into missions. It was just the beginning of an amazing adventure. As I think of that, you know, reflect back upon that experience, I'm just reminded of Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. And just how true it has been in, in my experience, where it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will direct your path. I've found that He is so able to orchestrate and direct in amazing ways that we we just have no idea. But once we arrive, and once we look back, looking back over everything that he's led us through. It's just an amazing plan that emerges. God is good, and his plans for us are good. And I don't know what God is calling you in your life to do, uh, but I do know that his plans for you are good. And, you know, maybe there are some people out there listening who have thought, well, maybe maybe missions would be something that, that I should try. Maybe... Maybe I should look into that, but I'm just not sure. You know, I've been in those confusing situations before. Um, you know, as we were deciding whether or not to go to Thailand or, or to really, you know, give up on the idea of going to India, you know, we were really confused. And, and life brings a lot of those confusing things to us, you know. Forks in the road, and we don't know whether to turn left or right or go straight or whatever. You know, but there was a a Bible verse that really encouraged me and my wife as we were in that confusing state, you know, because we were kind of afraid to take a step anywhere. One day I was reading in Isaiah chapter 30, and I came to this verse, and it was verse 21. It says, Whether you turn to the right or the left... Your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, This is the way. Walk in it. And I read that, and it was a slightly different version. It was, it was reading, Your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, This is the way. Walk in it. Whenever you turn to the left or the right. And, and for me, at that moment, I felt God saying, you know, If you take a step to the left or the right or someplace off the path that I've marked out for you, I'll let you know. Don't worry about that. Don't think that any step off, off the path is like a mistake that you can never recover from. <laughs> Having read that, we we took that to God and we, we said, God, this promise of yours, we want to we want to hold on to this. And you know our hearts. We want to do what you want us to do. And so if us going to Thailand is stepping off of the path that you want us to walk in, then then make that clear for us, but we're gonna we're gonna step forward now and just trust that you will continue to guide us. And as you know, God confirmed it. He said, "He, he we heard that voice saying, 'Yeah, this is the way.'" So, for you, with your life, with your calling, consider. God, if, if you want me to go, I'm, I'm willing to go. And maybe you're not sure, but you can pray that prayer that we prayed and said, God, we want to do your will. This opportunity looks great. Uh, we're going to move forward. And if it's not, please, please correct us. And I believe that he will either confirm or he will sh- show you in some way by closing doors, as he's also very good at doing you know, take India, for example. He can do that for you, too. Go for it and see what God's plans are for your life. Maybe missions is in that plan. I used to...
0: If you feel missions may be the plan God has for your life, look us up online at afmonline.org. That's afmonline.org. Or call 800-937-4236 for more information.